Welcome to The Living Word with Chuck Davis. Second Peter 2, 12-16, Enticed. But these, like irrational animals, creatures of instinct, born to be caught and destroyed, blaspheming about matters of which they are ignorant, will also be destroyed in their destruction. Suffering wrong as the wage for their wrongdoing, they count it pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are blots and blemishes, reveling in their deceptions, while they feast with you. They have eyes full of adultery, insatiable for sin. They entice unsteady souls. They have hearts trained in greed, accursed children, forsaking the right way. They have gone astray. They have followed the way of Balaam, the son of Bar who loved gain from wrongdoing, but was rebuked for his own transgression. A speechless donkey spoke with human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Uh, Pretty heavy passage. Uh, Peter has been talking about those who are bold and willful in their blasphemy and their abuse of authority. Uh, But he shows that this is something that's bringing their own destruction. He he points to the self-destroying process of following fleshly uh, passion. Uh, It leads to functional blasphemy. It's a denial of God's way. Um, it, It is filled with death and destruction and not life. Ingrid and I have the privilege of ministering around the world, and every setting we go, we come across situations that just are amazingly uh, baffling. How people could become so crude, uh, unthoughtful, hateful to their own families, to the people around them. Uh, None of them woke up one day and said, I'm going to go on this path. But they were slowly drawn into fleshly passions that became what was once a foothold into a stronghold that took over. Uh, The sad thing about sin is it's enticing. And Peter warns about those around who have gone this way. They will try to entice us. And he finishes with this great declaration of even uh, God uses a donkey to bring restraint, uh, that uh, Old Testament passage of Balaam's donkey. Um, God has a way of interrupting. Why he doesn't interrupt more, I don't know. Uh, I would love to see his justice come more often, but maybe that's more a rebuke on me and the church than on him. He's waiting for us uh, to enter in and be the source of justice. I found this quote recently, and I don't know where I got it from. I wish I could give the source. But this is what the writer said. Quote, contrary to some popular assumptions, when the biblical authors talk about sin, they are talking about something much deeper and more complex than regulatory lists of good and bad behaviors or good guys versus bad guys. They're talking about a corruption of God's good world that shows up in human relationships and choices something that we do and something that happens to us, distorting the good, end of quote. This is a great reminder. Uh, 
I had one of those experiences today where I heard the story of a woman who has just been terribly abused. I thought, how can we distort God's good so easily? The so what of this passage is, I would call it an early warning to cut off the passions before they become strongholds. If you go back and read this passage, you'll see that some of the blots and blemishes have a way of growing upon us. Uh, lust becomes adultery. Um, want becomes greed, and so on throughout this passage. The now what is to learn to feed the right passions within us. Uh, there is a hunger within us for godliness, and to feed that, uh, give that more material to grow, and to cut off the things that uh, pull life from us and break us down. So Lord, today, uh, by your grace, help us to see uh, the early movements of unresolved passion, fleshly passion within us. And by the power of your spirit, help us to cut that off so that more of you would be released in more of us. We pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.